surveys report that 50 million Americans bet over $16 billion on the Super Bowl. And although, you know, nothing is wrong with putting an occasional office pool or casual bet, uh, the problem is that ga- there are gambling problems across uh, the nation. And it's the according to the World Health Organization, uh, three years into legalization, sports gambling problems are on the rise in Illinois. There was just an article in the Tribune this week. And with us to talk about this issue is Les Bernal, National Director of the organization Stop Predatory Gambling, a national social reform nonprofit based in Washington. Welcome to the show, Les. Thanks for having me, Karen. It's always a pleasure to be on. And, you know, I have to tell you, and and you may or may not remember this, but I've had you on several times, and the first time uh, there was a little bit of a debate about whether or not, I think I had two guests on to talk about whether casinos are good and gambling's okay, and you took the position that gambling is very detrimental to society. And I have to tell you, I wasn't with you until I heard you speak, and I have changed my mind completely uh, on, on the issue of gambling. Uh, and and I, I think that uh, it's a very interesting topic, and I thank you for, for addressing this. Um, you brought something to my attention in an email. New York Times just published an incredibly thorough investigation into commercialized gambling. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that report and the, the, the bullet points on what it found? Sure. So the, the New York Times in um, November of last year, the Sunday New York Times published an above-the-fold front page series on the rollout of commercialized sports gambling that's happened in this country at lightning speed over the last uh, three years. And Illinois has really been at the front of that. And so some of the key findings from this uh, New York Times front page story that they did was that one is they're unleashing an epidemic of child gambling across the country today. You have kids who are being you know, overwhelmed with a hurricane of gambling, advertising, and marketing as they're watching any kind of sporting event, that and, it, and it's affecting them profoundly, uh, and, and without any kind of oversight from the state. The states say they regulate, and I put that in quotes, uh, commercialized gambling, but the only thing that states like Illinois regulate is they make sure that the states are getting their cut of the profits. No one is regulating whether these forms of online gambling, sports gambling, are safe for the public and particularly with the impact that they're having on kids. So and that, I, that was a major finding. Yeah, and, and I have read the stats, too. And a lot of these young men are in college, maybe. They're you know sitting at their computers, and these, uh, com- these organizations, these uh, uh, gambling online betting, they'll send emails, and they'll give them free money to bet, right? And so then they're, they can get addicted very, very quickly. Is that, is that what the, um, the statistics are proving? Yeah, so there's an epidemic of young people gambling today in the United States. And, and the numbers, that, that Chicago Tribune story, you know, just starting to start to cast a light on it that published this week that like you have, you know, 17-year-old kids today who are walking into gambling, ad- gambling addiction treatment centers in the state of Illinois, you know, whose, their lives are upended now. But by what is, you know, this isn't some illegal operator, you know, illegal uh, gambling, uh, gambling, drug op, you know, seller, selling drugs on the street corner. Like, this is a government program that is openly addicting young people in the state of Illinois and across this country. And, they're, and, they're, and it's these billion-dollar gambling corporations are partnering with the state to do it. So it, it, it's unreal. Like, the numbers, the calls into the Illinois gambling hotline, like, they've gone up, like, 50% every every six months. Like, they're just exploding. And, and, and none of the public officials are acting 
with any kind of you know, action here to, to, to protect citizens from this incredibly dangerous and addictive product. So we have to take a break. When we come back, I want to ask the question that a lot of people ask me when I say, you know, I'm I'm in your I'm in your court here on this one. Um, look, really, gambling addictive? I mean, I can understand cigarettes, I can understand drugs, I can understand food, but gambling? I mean, come on, that's not really an addiction. But I want you to talk a little bit about what it means to be a, a gambling addict when we come back on WGN. Welcome back. We're talking with Les Bernal. He is the national director of the organization Stop Predatory Gambling, a national social reform nonprofit in Washington. Uh, Les, thank you for holding. Um, I, 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 I ended the, sesh, the last segment just asking the question, tell us, is gambling a real addiction? Because some people just don't understand that it is. Can you, can you explain to our listeners what, how gambling is a real addiction as opposed to a lot of people, like I said, think of, of food and, and cigarettes and drugs and all of that, and they understand that addiction, but they don't understand the gambling addiction. Sure. So for I'm make quick, two quick uh, points. Most people, what your listeners need to understand is that we're not talking, we say gambling, we're not talking the kind of gambling where if you and I had a friendly wager on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, like that's a friendly wager. There's no house involved. What we're talking about is commercialized gambling when, when gambling is being run as a business. And when it's run as a business, it's inherently predatory, both from a financial perspective to the user, but also because it's highly addictive. And this isn't me just saying it's addictive. The science in America, the American Psychiatric Association, which puts out the diagnostic statistical manual, it's a, it's known as a DSM-5. It's, the, it's known as the mental health Bible that health insurance companies use, hospitals, doctors, and so on. They label gambling addiction now as serious as they label addiction to opioids, cocaine, and heroin. That's the kind of addictive product that is, that's there. And we don't market cocaine or heroin or opioids, you know, as the public voice of state government, like the state of Illinois does and other other states do, like Gambling, commercialized gambling is the public voice of government today. So it's a highly addictive product, uh, and they design it that way. These online gambling operators, it's like literally they're opening a, a casino right in your bedroom, so you're playing 24 hours a day. And, and the last point I'll make quickly is the business model for commercialized gambling operators in Illinois and across this country, they make half their profits from citizens who become addicted to gambling. So the business model is based on the addicted and out-of-control player. I read a statistic about suicide and gambling. Do you happen to have any general numbers on that? That, and I think that the idea was that, as of all the addictions there are, and you count them all, the people who are addicted, who are most likely to commit suicide, are those who are gambling addicts. Is that what your that's understanding right. is? That's that's right. So, and today in Illinois, you have literally almost a million people who now have got addicted to gambling. They're either at risk of gambling addiction or they're suffering from gambling addiction. And so, to put these in real numbers, what the stat, what the science tells us, is that half the people who are addicted to gambling have in terms of ideation that they've actually thought about committing suicide. And of those, that fifty percent of all the folks that are addicted to gambling, fifty percent, you know, think about committing suicide. But then one out of five actually attempts suicide. And that's the highest rate of any addiction in the world today. And the reason for that is people who suffer from gambling addiction, like you, 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 two-thirds of the people have committed some kind of crime to perpetuate that, their gambling addiction because they need access to cash. They've lied to their spouse. They've lied to their family, their employers. Like They've hurt so many people along the way on this that 
they find themselves in this hole and they, they see no way out of it. And so, and it's all endorsed by state government. Anywhere you go, they're pushing these extreme forms of gambling. So it, it is absolutely an unbelievable uh, addiction in so many ways, both financially and from a public health perspective. So yes, it's, it's the highest rate of suicide of any addiction that exists today. You know, you mentioned crime, and uh, I don't do a lot of criminal defense work anymore at all, but my friends who do, you know, we talk about this. You know, for a while there, it was like some, you know, 70-year-old woman. She went through her grandchildren's college funds, her all of her 401k. She stole money from her children. Her She took all of her husband's savings. Uh, and then she started embezzling uh, at her part-time job and she had to do six years in in jail so it's like you know the the people it's not just you know the person you think is the gambling addict addict you know and and like you said the young men yes you see the young men but it's people from all walks of life absolutely nuns i mean this i didn't interrupt you but there's countless examples of catholic nuns who spent their (laughs) whole lives teaching kids and so on got addicted to slot machines when they put them into nearby and created a casino nearby where the the Catholic school was. Like, it's wiping out all kinds of people, and it's not some kind of moral failure in you, the individual. This is a product that is highly addictive. Almost anyone who uses this from any kind of frequency can get addicted to it. So... Why is it that nobody's doing anything about it? Are there some politicians who are standing by and saying no to the gambling casinos, you know, no to limits? And I guess what I'm asking you, too, is like, what would you advocate for? What what kinds of laws does your organization want to have passed to protect people from this predatory gambling? Sure. So we, we we have we call it the three pillars of gambling reform in this country. The first pillar is to restrict commercialized gambling and advertising today. The, the gambling advertising that, that occurs today is exempt from truth and advertising regulations under the Federal Trade Commission because the FTC leaves it up to states to, quote-unquote, regulate the advertising. They've left gambling regulation up to the states. And because states like Illinois are profiting from all this, these gambling losses that people are suffering, they don't, they don't regulate it in any way. They don't protect people in any way from these ads. You, you, you as an attorney, you, your radio show, you can't run ads uh, that are deceptive uh, except so the, the gambling industry can get, can get away with anything on this because the state, regul- quote-unquote, is supposed to be regulating it, and they don't regulate it at all. So one is restrict gambling advertising because we don't market other dangerous products and addictive products like tobacco and opioids in this way. Secondly is to reduce the amount of wealth that the people of Illinois and across this country are losing to commercialized gambling by 50% over the next eight years. Okay, that means eliminating all these high-priced scratch tickets, eliminating these extreme forms of slot machines that are now laundromats in Illinois. You know, you have laundromats in Illinois. They call them wash and wins today. People go to a laundromat and there's slot machines sitting in, in, in there. Eliminate the, the high-speed online gambling games and so on. Eliminate all those most addictive forms that cost people the most money. Uh, and then the third pillar is to eliminate the business model or, you know, that the gambling interests have where they make 50% of their, product, of their profits coming from citizens who are addicted. And the number, way, one, number one way you can do that is to make gambling operators, uh, uh, expo- you know, make them liable the same way we make any other business liable for harm that they inflict on citizens. You know, you'd, all these state attorney generals in the country just recently sued the opioid makers. They sued Walmart and CVS for, for selling opioids to people, that, you know, overprescribing them with prescriptions. They sued the tobacco operators here. No one touches the gambling operators legally. So if, if God forbid, Karen Conti got a gambling addiction, it's open season on you. They can keep exploiting you. You can be at that casino 72 hours. You can be online gambling for 72 hours straight, and no one 
stops you. The only thing that stops you is until you run out of money. And so we have to make these companies liable and eliminate this, this, this business model where they make half the product, half their profits from people who are addicted to the product. You know, um, I, I have talked on my show many times to plaintiff's lawyers who take on big cases like this, the opioid, the uh, sterogenics, which, which is a uh, situation where a company was uh, polluting the water and the air around a certain area in the suburbs, and it turned out it was cancer-causing. So I, I, plaintiff's lawyers, you know, get tagged for being greedy, and uh, they got all their money, and blah, blah, blah. But what I see that plaintiff's lawyers do is they change the law. And whether it's police brutality or, you know, the Ralph Nader, you know, uh, type of uh, bad uh, uh, product liability type thing, you know, plaintiff's lawyers can do a really, really good service. And I'm wondering, Les, does your organization advocate for lawyers to take these causes? So if a gambling uh, company knows that they're dealing with addicts and they're still feeding uh, those advertisements and they're still allowing someone to gamble and gamble, is, is there some liability there? Is there some laws that, that, can, that are broken here? Yeah. So I, I should preface my comments because I'm not an attorney. So I, when I talk of this, I'm speaking more as a layman. But I, I share your view on, on the plaintiff bar on this one, because when I went in before I started this work 15 years ago, like I, I had a kind of stereotype of plaintiff's lawyers as well. And that's been turned on its head 180 degrees on this on this issue and other major issues in our country. Plaintiff lawyers have been at the front of bringing about major reform. And when it comes to predatory gambling, the biggest challenge that plaintiff's lawyers have is the government is a partner here to this. So like what you're suing is like an extension of a government program. So these predatory companies, like they're doing this in large part with the blessing of state government. So it gets, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, um, an impossible task to take them on in the courts, but particularly at the state court level, it makes it very difficult because, you know, states like West Virginia, you know, like, you know, and I think it's almost true for Illinois as well, but like state like West Virginia, they get more than 10% of state revenues come from predatory gambling, you know, like, so you have states like their whole revenue model now is like, it's based upon these hundred dollar scratch tickets or online gambling and so on. So you have judges who are paid for by the system at the state level. Like they're not going to blow up the system. Most of these folks. So ultimately what you're going to need is a federal court case. And I think that those are building but it's challenging because right now, you know, with the introduction of online gambling now, that it's becoming so widespread and so much addiction that I think that's where the action is going to be is on the is online gambling cases because it's so explosive and it's really affecting middle class and upper class families. Whereas, like much of the predatory gambling that occurs, while it's affected all demographics for the most part, it's been low income people and who have been disproportionately black and brown folks in our country who pay the biggest price predatory gambling. Well, they, they build the casinos in these neighborhoods and the, the scratch chicken and so on are all mostly in these places. And you but know, yes, what, when I hear the answer, these... The short answer is yes, it's coming. Yeah, and I, I, I know it's going to... I know it's going to... I can see that happening. I can see the lawyers trying to figure it out right now. And I, I also think that, you know, when you are... We hear that the casino is going to bring millions of dollars to Chicago and millions of dollars to the state and revenue and all that... It just doesn't seem like it factors in the idea that a lot of people are going to be going on welfare because they've lost all their savings. They lost all their kids' college uh, money. And, and now we have a situation where the government has to take care of the very people who uh, are, are using these gambling tools. Um, it's just. You, 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 it's a perverse cycle. You said it perfectly. Like, this is, you, this is how I'd say it for your listeners who don't gamble. Two thirds of the public rarely ever gambles. So you pay even if you don't play. 
I mean, one of the reasons why Illinois is in the financial mess that it is as a state is because they've embraced predatory gambling as a revenue source. It's the ultimate budget gimmick. So all these people that lose all this wealth, you know, these billions of dollars that are being lost, it's, it's making these gambling operators richer. You, the taxpayer, like you're paying for all this. You know, you don't have lower taxes today in Illinois because of all the gambling that's occurred. You have higher taxes today because of it. It's been an epic policy failure in a multitude of ways. Les Bernal, thank you so much for coming on the show, Les. Take care. It's always always a privilege. Thanks for your work, Karen. All right.